Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse friends and family have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I am drinking a Bira Moretti, uh, again, continues to be a perfectly drinkable Italian-ish lager. And joining me today, we have... I'm Katie, and I'm drinking a tall, cool glass of uh, Brita Filter water. Ooh, adventurous. Very nice. And I'm Ben Lavery-Griffiths, and I'm drinking an IPA from a brewery in Amsterdam, of which I'm not even going to attempt to uh, pronounce. Go on. Go on. It's like... <laughs> Browerdish, Sounds like you said it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and being being from the continent, it's about seven percent. So um, yeah, they don't do a weak beer in Amsterdam, do they? Everything comes in uh, essentially a third, but it knocks mm. you flat on your ass and costs about two pints. But they do uh, they do brew in a in an old fashioned Amsterdam windmill. So you know, mm. oh lovely. So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the years, within which we've each secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn while the others try and solve them, and if we don't escape within the hour, then terrible things shall befall us. If we break anything, we'll lose our deposits. This week we've had a reasonably priced curry of one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed weather spoons. Polishing off our bundled pints and watered-down cocktails, we stumble out into the Infinite streets to find an infinite number of slack-featured thugs, hoodlums and sports fans grunting around the smoking area. No sooner have we asked them to, very kindly, shift their bovine oxygen thief existences out of our way than we are unexpectedly involved in a fight. We wake up shortly afterwards to find ourselves in undeservedly fair health, but in an unexpectedly small place. A siren blares above us, a gurney bounces off our knees, and a sharp left turn sends a scalpel into the opposite wall. We must be in the back of an ambulance. We'd best escape though before it arrives at St. Legionnaire's Hospital, and we all catch MRSA. The driver's (laughs) cabin before us is walled off, and the doors behind us have been sealed with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape! Before us we have the painkiller cabinet, the biohazard bin and the thing that ben asked for (laughs) (laughs) the defibrillator and the defibrillator what do we fancy first guys i want to go for the defibrillator because i can't defibrillator and that's my puzzle we'll get that the way because none of us can say it <laughs> you know, go through the entire puzzle without saying defibrillator <laughs> I've, I've just, it's, it's always shortened to something defib there you <laughs> go got it. we'll just duh duh in this context so you look at the duh <laughs> we could just call it the d just no, refer to no, it as the no, d no, for no, the entire no, puzzle because that that could be misinterpreted for someone that you know was to listen <laughs> to this podcast at this point us just referring to the d just like, oh, I see. So, like, so, Mike, so let's Michael all look at the D together. The D. <laughs> let's. It's positively electric. It's a shopping D. Okay, so the defibrillator uh, is sitting in a box, uh, a case, if you will, and uh, it's a. It itself is a small black box. It has a small LCD screen on it with two lines of of text available. It's got a numpad. It's got uh, one to nine. Uh, followed by a plus symbol, a zero, and an asterisk. To the right of the numpad, 
there are three other buttons, circular buttons. There's a green tick, a red X, and a lightning bolt. Coming out of the... Oh, and sorry, and there's also on the top of the defibrillator, above the display, there's a label that reads defib plus. Coming out of the defibrillator, there are two wires attached to two pads. Also in the box, next to the defibrillator, there is a small chest, a box, with a couple of shiny ends. What would you like to do? Can you just, um, you had uh, the number pad. Yes, so the number pad, uh, top to bottom, left to right, reads 123, down a line 456, down a line 789, down to the final line, plus zero asterisk. What a barbaric number pad. It's the wrong way up. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, what to do first? Uh, is there anything on the screen? Is there anything on the screen? There's like a little, you said there was a little screen. Yes. Okay, you did say <laughs> there that. There is, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, there is. Case on the was screen. asking you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to answer? <laughs> yes, there's something on the screen. <laughs> On the screen, it says, please enter passcode. Uh, this appears to be one of those extra secure defibrillators. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case a naughty person needs their heart shocking. This man's heart has stopped. <laughs> Quickly, what's my mother's maiden name? <laughs> the name of my first pet. Um, You said that there was a box with two metal pads on it. There is, yes. We have two things sticking out of the defibrillator yes. and two metal pads. We could, perchance, rest the two metal pads upon the two metal pads? Uh, you do so, and uh, nothing appears to happen. Hmm, nothing appears to happen. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to be clear, then. you got to be clear. <laughs> um, your eyes are drawn to that please enter passcode sign. <laughs> Probably has some sort of pass. I mean, if Allard was here, he'd just start hitting numbers. We could try that. One, two, three, four. Yeah, uh, that's nothing appears to happen yet. Press the green tick. Um, the display is cleared and is replaced with "Please enter passcode." Oh, poo. Should we have? So the the things are on the metal bits. Yeah. Oh, are they staying on there? <laughs> the things on the metal the, bits. The pad. The pad. Pad things. The, pa- the paddles. The paddles, they're still on the metal bits on the box, are they? Um, well, you've or kind of rested them there, so yeah. they, they don't stick. They're just sort of rested. Okay. Should we maybe have pressed the lightning bolt to do a little shock? That sounds good. Yeah, let's try pressing the lightning bolt. Absolutely nothing happens. Hmm. We might, might need to put in some numbers first. We, yeah, it feels like we might need to unlock this thing so that we can use it to do a shock upon the box. Um, can we have a look on the back of the defibrillator? It's uh, moulded into its carry case. Aha. Can we have a look at the back of the carry case? Uh, it seems to be attached to the wall of the ambulance. <laughs> Man, they really do not want anybody to make off with their defibrillators, <laughs> do they? How big a problem is this? I'm thinking maybe we try the... I mean, I don't know how long the passcode is, but defib, that we could get the numbers for the letters, and then there's a plus because it's called a defib plus, no? Oh, that uh, makes sense, yeah. So I think it would be 45692 plus. As you type plus, the message disappears and another new message appears on the screen saying, Has you, have you dialed 999? 
Uh, have we dialed 999 mics? Press the tick button, because that's the sort of thing you'd have needed to have done in order to use a defibrillator. The uh, message clears and is replaced with, have you dialed 999? Maybe we need to dial 999. Let's. Let's do that. On the final nine, the message is removed and replaced with, have you performed C plus P plus R three times? Interesting. So, Katie, you you assigned, so DFib, you had a letter of the alphabet to each. Yeah. So, what would P be? So, I guess if we go by that logic, C is three. Mm. P, P, is, it, P is too far away. P is oh, too I far guess... away. We could enter two numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I suppose that is an option that uh, didn't occur to me on on first thought. Oh, we've not counted the alphabet for a few episodes. Cool. Okay, so it's... 16P, Q, R, 16, 17, 18. Okay. And then times three. So we need to... Three plus 16 plus 18 times three. That seems to make sense to me. So three plus 16 is 19. Plus 18 is a greater number than 19. 37. 37? 37. 37? Yeah, 37. And then times three. So. 90 plus a bit. Uh, oh, yes, you are 90 clever. plus 21? Yeah, so uh, 111. Yes, 111. Oh, that's the other emergency number. Oh, it's 111. Oh, Ben's a sneaky bitch, is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> so now we type in 111. Uh, upon entering the final one, the message uh, disappears and is replaced with a new message. It says, place pads on chest. Whose chest? Can we put them on Michael? No, let's <laughs> let's not go crazy here. Um, you place the pads on Michael's chest. Yes. <laughs> Can I unplace the pads and from Michael's <laughs> chest? <laughs> a message appears on the on the defibrillator stating "heartbeat found." Yay! As you remove Yay. them, it says, "Please." <laughs> As you remove the pads, uh, the uh, message comes back: "Place pads on chest." Oh, crap! Oh, there, there's a chest. Should we put it on the chest? Box, yes. So the sense? message disappears, and a new message appears saying, "No heartbeat. Three, two, one. Shock." Ooh, do, do we press the the, the yeah? Let's press bolt. yeah. Let's press the lightning bolt. You press the lightning bolt. The um, there's much fizzing and a bang that uh, emits from the box, and uh, the uh, the top of the box opens. <gasps> Inside the box, you find a small heart shaped key. You have found the chesty arrest key. Yay! Yay! That was a great puzzle, Ben. That was brilliant. I liked that one a lot. I liked it because I kind of half knew what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't happen very often. That was really good. I like single prop puzzles. The lovely thing about that one as well is that C plus C plus P plus R. That was it, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the idea of three types. This is again like. Very much like last time, Mike. Completely not set up. <laughs> three me? times was just uh, it gives you it gives you three three numbers, and that seemed quite nice. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me! You jammy git. Nicely done. So you with the chesty arrest key in hand, you uh, sort of stand up slightly straighter, uh, bang your head, and uh, you're back in the ambulance. So remaining to us, we have the biohazard bin 
and the painkiller cabinet. What do we fancy next? I'm feeling the bio-waste bin because if we get, like, stung by something, we might want to get into the uh, painkiller cabinet to uh, to dull any any pains that we, we <laughs> come across. That is top logic. <laughs> and that is my puzzle. Okay, so you open up the biohazard waste bin. And inside, you see a number of lovely items. So you see a scalpel, a syringe, a bloody rag, two swabs with unidentified things on them, uh, what looks to be one human kidney, and an empty specimen container. What would you like to do? My swabs look a bit like dandelions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you drew it, I just wrote it down. <laughs> um, oh dear. I think that reflects something nice about you, I, should, I suppose. <laughs> lovely bio-waste. <sighs> um, Katie, can we take a look at the gungy swabs, please? Yep, so you take a closer look at the gungy swabs. They seem to have a kind of greenish, yellowish substance on them. Uh, don't know what they are. You, I mean, you could try licking them if you want, but I wouldn't suggest it. And then that's that's about it. If um if we blow them, <laughs> um, do they go everywhere like a dandelion? <laughs> <laughs> if you hold them too long, you need to wee. Isn't that a thing with dandelions? Wait, what? <laughs> no, they're wet the beds. The name of them was oh, wet the beds, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was that the French name? Hmm. hmm. Can we take a look at the scalp? Yes, you can. So you. Pick up the scalpel. Oh, scalpel. Oh, okay, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> I thought I was, I was worried when, when you said that, Mike. I was like, what? I just, I just assumed you were abbreviating. Oh, uh, no, no. I thought there was a scalp in there. It seemed to make sense because there was a kidney in there as well. This isn't Buffalo Bill's bin, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some leather pants made of human skin. <laughs> okay, so you pick up the scalpel. Scalpel. And you have a little look at it, and you notice that it has some letters written vertically down the scalpel. And those letters are R-N-L-O-K. I saw one of these at Ikea earlier. <laughs> what, a scalpel or a scalp? No, the room lock. Oh, okay. oh, it was a kind of cabinet. He's so lovely, Runlock. He is nice. He comes in uh, darker brown or uh, brown. (laughs) You sound Russian. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Swedish. What is this? They're all easterly. (laughs) 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 We're all foreigners, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Could we have a look at the syringe, please? Yeah. Um, So the syringe hasn't actually been used. It's just been discarded. Uh, there's nothing waste. really of note on there other than the fact it's a syringe. Does it have uh, numbers along the side? And if so, what do they go up to? It um, Just your normal syringe numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> you know, with the, with the, with the mills. Not measured in Maybe squirts. In <laughs> this one goes up to three squirts. <laughs> That's some good medicine. <laughs> <laughs> this man's very poorly. We need to give him three squirts of medicine. Stat. We gave him that. the wrong medicine. <laughs> 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 he was ill in a different kind of way. 
That's, that's a Mitch Lowe yeah. sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> right, no more you two, otherwise we'll be sued for copyright. What else do we have? Uh, what about this? rag? Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a rag, and it's it's covered in blood, and that is just quite disgusting. I suppose because we've been in a fight, maybe it was mopping our bloody brow. Who knows? That's been thrown in the thrown in the biohazard waste. Is is the blood? Uh, crusty or is it still quite you know thick and i'd say it's quite new it's okay. still it's still quite red yeah it's not it's a, what's it do oxidize yeah it's the one it's not gone that gross brown color yet aha uh-huh, i see mm. uh we had a pot as well didn't we what what uh, is there anything in the pot or uh, no this is just an empty specimen container just empty and lastly we had a kidney can we take a closer look at yon kidney, please? <laughs> we should go back to the specimen container. <laughs> I forgot something. Um, well, can now, we have a look at the uh, specimen container, please? So, <laughs> there's nothing in the specimen container, but, but there is something on the specimen container, a, a label, if you will. Oh, I thought it might be a oh, specimen for a second. <laughs> Giant boogie. <laughs> they missed. <laughs> <laughs> A rather large brown sponge. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> what does the label say? Okay, so the label has letters also going down vertically saying E A R C S. Erics. Exactly. Aha. I don't know why this works. But I think I've just found the bit of code in this, but I don't mm-hmm. know quite how to apply it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Okay. I think I've just worked it out. <laughs> right. Talk Katie, us through it, Michael. Casey, can we like tear into the kidney, please? How would you like to tear into the kidney? And like... why, do, why do you want to tear into a human kidney? Well, why do I want to tear into the kidney? That's an excellent question. Well, the scalpel from top to bottom was R N L O K. The specimen jar from top to bottom was E-A-R-C-S. If you put those two side by side and then read the letters sequentially, you get R-E-N-A-L-R-O-C-K-S or renal rocks. Renal is the clinical term for kidney, which makes me think there might be something concealed within the kidney. <laughs> Did anybody else suspect that Mike is going was going to uh, break out with the uh, respect song as he was reading that out? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, what? Respect song? R-E-N. That's how you spell oh, renal. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that would be some that would be some some idea you got there. How would you like to break into this kidney? I, I'd like to take the, the scalp, please. Um mm-hmm. and and powerfully chop into the uh, the kidney. Tearing okay. it asunder. Tearing it asunder, goodness me. As you scalp uh, the kidney, you notice that there's something within the kidney, something hard and rocky. Otherwise, you might also describe it as a bit of a stone. And you have found the Kidkey Stone. Oh, that's very good. Well done, Katie. (laughs) Very good. So you pull yourselves out of the biohazard waste bin and there you are in the center of the ambulance so i think we've got the painkiller cabinet next 
And that's my puzzle. Okay, so the van is still careening around at high speed and uh, and rattling along very unsteadily as it does so. You can feel the uh, the vibrations shooting up the floor and uh, and shaking your teeth. You look across the cabinet and it's uh, it's marked with the moniker Painkillers. Keep locked at all times. What would you like to do? I'd like to unlock it somehow. Could you um, describe the actual cabinet? Sure thing. It looks, uh, to be honest, a bit like a kitchen cabinet but made of metal. Are there handles? Are there places to put keys? A padlock? Uh, there are handles and uh, a single keyhole. Um, I suppose the, the first thing is, could we try opening the cabinet? You do. The doors start to swing open. Um, as you uh, swing the doors fully open, an almighty bump goes through the entire ambulance as it bounces over a speed hump, and the entire contents of the cupboard fly out and spill across the floor. Oh, that's why you meant to keep it locked at all times. We definitely should have done this one first, because then the speed hump wouldn't have uh, been so <laughs> Yeah, the speed hub would have come in somebody else's puzzle where it wouldn't matter as much. <laughs> Absolutely. You look at the entire contents of the cupboard are now across the floor. You can see that there are two silver attache cases, 187 boxes of ibuprofen, and three IV bags of ibuparacetamol. What's a attache bag? Attache cases, kind of like, you know, the silver briefcases, what they have in films where a man has to um, like bring a detonator for the president. Um, or if you've got a very expensive bit of microphone or something that you want to carry around, or just something you want to keep nice on a plane, really. Okay. Oh. I, th- I thought they were called Pelican cases, or is that a, a brand name? Sounds like a brand You might be right. I mean, I've always called them attaché cases, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Do you see these cases very often? Um, I mean, I've seen one in an ambulance. You win this round. <laughs> <laughs> I, when he says, I've always called them, it's like, you know, at the age of two. Oh, look, Daddy, there's a tache case. <laughs> Myself and the rest of the consulate. Look over there. That man has a bum bag. Oh, I'll put my Pokemon cards in the attache case. <laughs> Buy me a new friend, Daddy. <laughs> um, should we look inside the attache cases? Have a little look inside? Sure thing. If, if we can. So you take a look at the attaché cases. Um, the first one uh, is emblazoned with morphine in that kind of nice black stencil font, uh, restricted. Trying to open it, you see that it has a, a three-digit combination lock and one of the little uh, the little button releases, which appears to currently be set to 000. A post-it note uh, affixed to the back of the um, case says the words, Say bandage. Should, should we say bandage? <laughs> See what happens. You, you you hear a sound from somewhere else in the room, in the ambulance. What, what, what's the sound? <laughs> Very hard to describe. I'd describe it something like <laughs> thwoop. Right. Uh, can we have a look at the other case, please? Certainly. Uh, this case is marked in a similar sort of stencil font and says distractions. It also appears to be locked and also appears to have the three-digit combination lock set to zero, zero, zero. There appears to be another post-it note on the back of this one as well, which says, say sausage. Sausage! You hear a thwoop from within the room. Can we go to where the thwoops happened? Uh, you look around, but you can't really see where where the sound has come from. It's quite a weird, indistinct sound, possibly from the region of the floor, where, where everything is. You hear a thwoop. Right, if I continue to say bandage, Casey... <laughs> and I you, say you sausage. <laughs> 
You say badage. You hear what sounds like twat badage. Sausage. I need somebody else to say twat for me so I can say the rest of the puzzle. What sounds like a helicopter taking off? You follow the source of the sound to the the bags of ibu paracetamol. You notice there are, in fact, now only two bags of ibu paracetamol. Next to those bags is uh, one very, very brown-looking sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, How many ibuprofen were there before? 180, did you say? Uh, These are the IV bags of ibuparacetamol. Oh, you're talking about that. Which? Oh, so was the sausage inside the IV? Well, um, had you um, inspected the ibuparacetamol <laughs> earlier, you would have discovered that there was two normal bags of ibuparacetamol and one brown bag in the shape of ibuparacetamol. I see. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose then we'd better have a quick look at the uh, ibuprofen. Sure thing. So you take a look at the 187 boxes of ibuprofen um, and they are unremarkable apart from the enormous amount of faith that the ambulance service plays in them to cure all ills speaking once again from experience beneath them however sort of shuffling the sides a little bit you see that there is a small hatch in the floor it's probably not important yeah we should probably ignore the hatch (laughs) i want to say sausage (laughs) you hear a nothing oh we we broke it god damn it um well it's, it's already a sausage well i suppose bandage you hear a thwop. Bandage. Okay, so has anything turned into a bandage now? You, you heard a thwop. I want to say that again. Where did the thwop come from? Would you, would you like to try and find out? <laughs> should we open the hatch and see if there's a, a thwop underneath the hatch? <laughs> I think we should. Uh, you attempt to open the hatch, but it is sealed shut with four quarter-inch nuts. Not like said. walnuts or anything, Ben, but the nuts that you'd use <laughs> if you were sealing something shut in a large vehicle. Metal nuts. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard of uh, monkey nuts, but not seal nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. Oh, blubbery. <laughs> um, oh, blubber nuts is a great name. <laughs> it sounds like the name of an indignant cat. Blubber nuts. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a great cat name, actually. That's a good cat Screaming name. Screaming out of the back door in the evening. Blubber nuts, your dinner's ready. <laughs> Um, so we have the number 180 could we try that in one of the digit thingies Uh, 187 wasn't it oh 187 is it I wasn't listening Um, certainly can which which case would you like to try it in let's try it in case one the morphine restricted one yeah Uh, you try it in that you switch the combination lock round from 000 to one eight nine, one eight seven, and nothing happens. Mm. Oh, and presumably, okay, the, and presumably, press the little unlock button, and then nothing happens. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. On um, the distractions case, could we please put in the number two one five and try the try the little button? You certainly can. You do so, and nothing happens. Could we also try using two one five on the morphine case? You certainly can. Nothing happens. Okay, uh, 215 came from the two IV bags. 
IV being two and five in, uh, sorry, one and five in Roman numerals. That is much cleverer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say anything, Mike's, but... <laughs> can we break open the sausage? You can try, but your sausage is gone. It appears to have been replaced with a bandage. A brown bandage. Brown bandage. Because we said it, and then a thunk happened. Is that why Hmm. that happened? Inspecting what you had hoped originally was a sausage and is now a bandage closer, you can see that it appears to be made not of bandage material, but of a very brown clay. Right. (laughs) Can we mould the clay in, in, in some way? Um, it's it's quite firm, but you can certainly leave a, a sort of a thumb impression in it. So, first of all, I was thinking that maybe there could be like um, a the sausage might contain a hidden well, socket to to get. Oh no! Has it gone back to being a sausage? It's turned back into a sausage. You look at it though, and it's not really a real sausage. It's definitely a kind of a brown clay sausage. So there isn't any um, quarter inch nut sized holes in this sausage. No. Hmm. We say bandage again. Thwop. Yeah. It's a bandage. This just doesn't... The bandage, presumably, um, we can't unravel because it's made out of kind of clay. Yeah, it looks kind of like a bit like a sort of a stop motion imitation of a uh, of a bandage. Hmm. Is there anything else to look, in, look on? What about the two other IV bags? Uh, yep, yeah, sure. They are utterly unremarkable. Oh... Both are filled to the brim with delicious ibuparacetamol, which, according to paramedics, is the good shit, um, <laughs> and will will definitely get a dislocated knee back in place, a dislocated knee. Sorry, uh, right back in there, no problem. Oh, um, could I say quarter inch socket with racket? You hear a whoop, and you now have a brown quarter inch socket with racket. Could we please affix these over the aforementioned nuts and? The seal nuts. Yes. You do. You affix yourself to the seal nuts and gently twist. You hear a kind of a clayy clicky clicky, which sounds a bit wrong. Um, and the nuts come off. You can pull back the hatch on the floor to reveal a small window into the underside of the ambulance. You can see one of the wheels, and it now becomes apparent why the bumps are so bad. There are two brackets for springs, one of which is empty, and the other of which has a hypodermic needle in it. Very quickly, the hypodermic needles are just the syringe needles, are they? Yes. Or Right. I think it's just the needle, not the syringe bit. (laughs) (laughs) How many squirts would it contain? (laughs) Unfortunately, the side with the numbers is turned away from you. Oh, so it has the canister bit as well. Not, it's not just the needle. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's the um, the the whole affair from from squirter to poker. Cool. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hang on. That and the blubber nuts. It's all going on. Is there any way for... Oh, and one of them's empty. One of the brackets is empty, yes. Hmm. So I was half thinking if we could maybe put one of the IV bags, like, in the... Uh, we're able to reach through this this hatch. Uh, yes, just, just a window. About, yeah, you're just about okay. able to get your arm through. So I'm wondering if we could somehow fix one of the IV bags into the other bracket and maybe make the bumps less bumpy. Uh Sure thing, you can put one of the IV um, things into the bracket. Uh, Being essentially a bag of fluid, um, it just sort of sits benignly in the bottom of the bracket until another slight bump just sends it under the van. 
Uh, you hear a pop <laughs> as it goes under the back wheel. If we said hypodermic needle, you hear a thwop. And can we place the um, thwopped hypodermic needle into the other bracket, into the empty bracket? You certainly can. You put it in and it clicks in almost like it was meant to be there. Probably not as good as an actual suspension coil, but um, <laughs> it seems to be performing an adequate job as was the previous hypodermic needle, which is now looser in the socket thanks to the reduced strain. Yay. Fantastic. So we're going to stop bumping so much. That's probably one of the side effects, I suppose. I mean... I suppose now all that's left is to sit back and wait for us to get to the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're a bit more comfy. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, there is a reason they don't make car suspension out of hypodermic needles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh now it's there could we say suspension you can you hear a thwop and a <laughs> the fake hypodermic needle is now a big thick lovely clay suspension coil and is quite happily taking the weight of the ambulance the ride gets substantially smoother the could other we... hypodermic needle is now completely loose in its socket could we yank that and take a look at it please you certainly can you take a look at it um it is a, uh, you, uh, you can see that it's, it's full of a, a nice clear liquid uh, and turning the hypodermic needle around, you can see that it has uh, units of measurement going up it from bottom to top. They are one, two, and three. Ooh, three squirter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, oh, I've done it measured in squirts. <laughs> like in my head it was doses, what? but it's probably squirts. <laughs> Should we should we try that in the in the digits in the morphine one? One two three. Yeah. You try it in the morphine one and the button, and nothing happens. Ah, poo. Because I feel like the distractions one's probably a distraction. There's probably nothing in there. I don't know. Might as well try it in there as well. One two three in the second one. You put one two three into the second one, and it clicks open. <gasps> ah. You open the case up to find that it is full of Game Boys, packs of cards. Uh, and comic books that ambulance crews use when they aren't uh, actively tending to a poorly person. Nestled in amongst it, you find a small brown clay figure with a smiley little face you may recognise from Art Attack. You have found the Morph Key. (laughs) (laughs) Which was previously going to be the Morphinogenic Kinetic Damper, which is the thing that you put in the suspension earlier. Ah. But I'm, that was yeah. too long, so it's the morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it was sorry. It was all going to originally. It was all going to build up to a hilarious pun where it was morph from the little art attack thing, and he mm. every time you said a, um, a an object, its singular object, he would turn into it. <laughs> that was your thunk. That was your thunk. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the thunk. Or thwip. Sorry, your thwip. Um, but it may have been a little bit there may have been a few too moving parts in this puzzle I apologise so, so the, the morphine the morphine um, case was entirely the distraction uh, no the morphine case was in no way a distraction um, you noticed that you know it said that original cabinet said keep locked at all times yes and was in fact not locked yes yeah the morphine case um, even though it was marked restricted uh, the starting zero, passcode zero, zero, was zero, 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 0000 you could have yeah. popped it open See, so just before you got that, Katie, I was I was half thinking about putting zero 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 into both of them. Ah. Uh. So out of interest, if we'd done zero 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 into the morphine 
uh, case, what would we have seen inside? Socket set. Ah. <laughs> it would have been a, a socket spe- a socket set and a suspension coil. Uh, oh, oh, of course. <laughs> I, I planned I planned two entries, and then you took some really odd ways there. Like, I didn't expect <laughs> you. I was like, oh, they'll in- they'll ask to inspect the IV bags. But then they said the thing. So I'd be like, oh, there's not three, there's two. And a thing. And you'd be like, whoa. As opposed to you just being like, I hear a thwooping. Where's the thwooping coming from? <laughs> Let's say bandage and sausage over and over again. <laughs> we, could, we have something which we can say anything and it turns into the thing. But all we want to do is turn it into a bandage or a sausage. <laughs> you could have said gun and killed or and made me tell you the answer. <laughs> oh, I'll be smart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. No, it was a it was a an ifly constructed puzzle, and you did a, a champion job navigating your way through. That was mainly then. I got very very lost. <laughs> okay, cool. So we take the morph keen, the the chest key, arrest key, and the kid keystone. We insert them into the lovely whimsical padlocks. We click them open, and we escape, tumbling Ooh. out of the back of the ambulance, moving ambulance. Onto the motorway. <laughs> Yay. So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could pretty please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a really big help in reaching new audiences. Uh, we love you super duper long time, and we'll see you next time. Tatty Plumbles. Cheerio. Bye-bye. I feel it also pertinent just to point out that defibrillators are everywhere. They're all in like most workplaces and public spaces, and are by no means anywhere near that difficult to use. <laughs> if, if you do nothing, then you're not helping at all. If you do something, then you might help.